Holy crap, Holy week 14 crap. was amazing. 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 Too many games on at the same time, yep. but still amazing. Very frustrating. I You're can't excited for Saturday games. I am. I, they need to lessen the 1 o'clock slate. Uh, or the 4 o'clock. That 5 on at 4 o'clock was annoying. You know what I'm realizing, yeah. though? There are not many people doing what we're doing, which is trying to watch every game at the same time. No. I and don't. you know how I'm figuring it out? Yeah. There was a moment when I was, because I have Red Zone audio on. Right. There's a moment where they talked about Joe Philbin using two challenges in the first minute and 30. Right. And I went on a Twitter, and Twitter exploded about that. Yeah. And I'm realizing everybody's just at home watching Red Zone. We're, like, I'm sitting there being like, second and short. What are the Ravens going to do? Yeah, most by, most people I know, that's all they're doing. Yeah, like, I, yeah. like when Red Zone would put on Packers-Falcons, I'm right. like, just get this off. Like, who cares about this game? Yeah, I don't watch Red Zone for one second, so I don't even know what they're putting on. I watch it on. so that you understand what everyone else is watching. But I do. I see it on one of the screens, and it seems like that. Well, that's the world we live in. It, doesn't, it is. It's just, you yeah. know what else is a big right. thing in our world? Yeah. Fantasy football. Fantasy football. Sims, I have bad news. Are I have lost? good news, and I have bad news. Right. Good news is is that we're in the semifinals, mm-hmm. the team Odell Rodgers. Mm-hmm. The good news is, is that we're going into Monday night with a lead. Oh. Okay? Yeah. The good news is that Juju Smith-Schuster, bless you, Juju, right. got us 29. Rodgers got us 24. Tyreek Hill had 18. Um, the bad news is, yeah. is that we're only beating pigeon-toed freaks by .9. Oh. In essence, he has Kyle Rudolph going tonight. We need Kyle Rudolph to not get a single catch. Yeah, that's not happening. You don't think so? No. Then I'm going to preemptively say yeah. that it's been a very good run. I'm happy. We have nothing tonight. All he is, no. We have a .9 lead. We have a .9 lead, Who, which is one catch. Pigeon Toe Freaks, congratulations, because the, the tight ends will be a part of the game tonight. We're done. Yeah. Dunsky. Unless Kyle Rudolph gets Has a little a banged he up. have a zero. Gets a little banged up blocking. Right. They take him out. Yeah, that's our only chance. Yeah, so I'm not. I'm never going to root for injury, but yep. I'm just saying, season, season's probably over. Because you know, there's nothing better than Odell than Odell Beckham missing his first game all season in the playoffs. Love that. <laughs> Love that. Against the sorry ass Redskins. When when he's our namesake of our team. Yeah, so like, how yeah, he, dare you? He would have had like 300 yards. Where's your but, loyalty, Odell? Wow, take the picture down. Yeah, get it out of here. Okay, here's what we're going to do. I was looking at the games, and Josh said, I don't know how we're going to touch on all this. Right. And I said, we're going to play with a shot clock. Ooh. This is the promise that we're making for everyone today. We are going to get through all of the games, not including Monday Night Football, obviously. And you bet your ass we're talking about Titans-Jaguars. In fact, you know what we're doing for Titans-Jaguars? What are we talking about? I just want to do a live breakdown of the Derrick Henry run. Okay. Because it was one of the greatest runs I've ever seen. But yeah. anyway, here's what we're going to do. Some of the games are six-minute games. Okay. Some of the games are three-minute games. Some of the games are one-minute games. No offense, but some of the games sucked, and we don't want to spend too much time. I am going to be running the shot clock. Here is the order that we're going to go in to make sure that we're getting your team. We're going Rams-Bears, Patriots-Dolphins, Steelers-Raiders, Ravens-Chiefs, because apparently we talk too much Mahomes, and we're going to get very excited. Eagles, Cowboys, Saints, Bucks, Colts, Texans, Jets, Bills, Panthers, Browns, Jags, Titans, 
Then the only three-minute game is Giants-Washington. And then the one-minute games, no offense to everybody, is Falcons, Packers, Broncos, Niners, Lions, Cardinals, Bengals, Chargers. Those are good. That's how we're going to break it down. And if there's a game where we're looking and we go, we need one more minute, yeah. we can add a minute to the shot clock. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. What do you think? Sounds good. Does it or are you just patronizing I'm me? just patronizing you. Why? Just because you're a host and let's go. Start the show. Son of a bitch. Okay. First game on the clock. This timer begins now. Bears, Rams. Let me get the Sims overall belief. Um, Do not be rushed. We're not racing. Yeah, no. I, I mean, my overall belief would be uh, the Bears, the elements came into play right off the bat. I think that's the number one thing you'd you have to talk about. You said it during the betting show. Right. You said the one thing that came to my mind, cold. Cold. Team from Hollywood talking about a 58-degree day was nice to prepare them for Chicago. No, negative Ghost Rider. It's 30 degrees colder in Chicago. I heard that. That was crazy. And it's windy. Yeah, they were trying to talk themselves into it a little bit, certainly. But the Bears, I mean, first of all, you saw the troubles from the cold. And people might go, what well, well, what's the deal? Well, this is the biggest thing. I mean, first of all, when you're not from the cold, you're used to being warm, feeling good. You get hit. Things feel different. The ball's slicker. Uh, the ball's harder. That's why you see drops. That's why you see the ball slip out of Jared Goff's hands at times. Jared Goff threw the ball horribly for Bro. the majority of the night. Right. Bro. Right. I know. Last two weeks, yep. he's averaging 193 yards a game, mm-hmm. one touchdown, five interceptions. Yeah. But last night was, there was a few picks. Like the one on the sideline, the fuller, Yeah, his eyes were closed. His eyes were closed. Well, I mean... The interception backed up, and I can't remember which one. I think it was a Mukamara when they were back in their own end zone. Yes. You know, they might have been on the three or four-yard line. Right. Not the safety, but the interception. I mean, he literally faded into Whitworth and stepped on Whitworth. There was no pressure. He went into him and then threw the ball as he was backing up backwards just down the field. I don't know what he was doing. That was one of the shocking moments of the night to me. Was Sean, I mean, I know that Sean McVay was falling on the swords by saying that he put his guys in bad position. Sure. I, I have two things. Yeah. One, I have a strategy for the Rams. Mm-hmm. Bunch of California bros. Throw on the wetsuit, and you'll be able to handle the cold a little bit more under the jersey. Little wetsuit action, surf a little gnar. You know, it, it's interesting too how you're going to be serious. I was only kidding. No, I'm going to be serious. And like, when will one of these teams go on these kind of weeks? Like they were going to prepare for Mexico City. Go, we're going to go somewhere cold for the week and practice, so mm. we're ready. When will that happen? I think that's kind of like just one thing I thought. Of. I think it's interesting. You know, like to think, okay, you're going to play my, December. My other, my other thing that I thought was right. What I saw a little bit in a lot of games yesterday was a lot of. Not not blowing the whistle. Playoff football is like playoff basketball. Yes. They sometimes let them go. Yes, exactly. And I'm looking at Brandon Cooks, mm-hmm. and I'm looking at Robert Woods, and I'm looking at Keenan Reynolds, and I'm seeing these guys getting pushed around. Right. And I'm going, damn, this is what happened against Atlanta last year. Yep. Are you getting a little worried about that? I'm not worried about it. You know, again, first of all, last week was a week against Detroit Lions off a of bye, but... These are the things that really awesome defensive teams do. I mean, Fangio's a smart coach. They have the personnel and the scheme both to slow down a team like the Rams. That's why, I mean, you picked the Bears to win, right? 
I did not. Are you not? All right, well, that's why I picked the Bears to win. I mean, not to say that I'm right or anything, but I just thought they could get there with the front four. They have enough good cover guys. They got good safeties. Their coach doesn't live in man-to-man. No. And he's smart about how he plays his zones off that. He blitzed at the appropriate times. You know, and when people hear me say that, too, and they go, what do you mean by the appropriate times? I mean that Fangio blitzed when he felt like he had them in a formation or a situation where he had a beat on where they might like to throw the ball and how their protection is being protected. Right. And he tried to expose it off that. He didn't overdo it. But the Bears were clearly the physical, more physical, tougher football team. Probably should have put that game away even earlier. Trubisky, of course, was just as off as golf in the game uh, in general. I'm seeing a lot of people on all the podcasts right. I listened to this morning just surveying the scene. The Bears are a Super Bowl team. The Bears are a Super Bowl team. I believe the Bears can go into L.A. and make that a close game. Yeah. I don't think the Bears can go into New Orleans and beat the Saints. I don't know about that. Really? Talk on it. Yeah. I I think the two wild card teams right now, like three and four, they're they're going to be like the worst nightmare for these top two seeds to come in town. Because Jared Goff and Drew Brees are kind of smaller, and if you get a lot of pressure in their face, the whole system goes to shit. The whole system goes, and those, you know, again, just like I had a really good take. Well, no, I mean, (laughs) I just think the the Bears, like, let's talk about the Saints, right? Like, talk about that. Well, no, don't go into that game. Well, no, I'm saying the Bears matching up with the Saints. Okay, yeah, yeah. Like how you're trying to say it. Yes. You know, okay, are you going to... You know, I, I just break it down. Do you think the Saints are just going to smash the Bears in the run game? No. I don't think so. I just figure that with, like, play action and enough of, like, an ele- – I just think that the Bears in all their games right. lately that we're so excited about, the Vikings game, this game, the weather and the elements in that stadium have played a huge role in all of them. Yeah, certainly. And I think if we're going inside on a fast track, you know, I, I, I don't think the secondary of the Bears is that good. I don't yeah. know. Maybe I'm crazy. No, I mean, you're. I, I think it's pretty damn good. I do. And I don't know, you know, the, I guess the only thing I would say to that, and again, it's not that your thought's wrong. The Saints are certainly going to be a lot better there than they are anywhere else. But the Saints aren't like the fastest team in the sport either. It's not like they're going to go down there and go, oh, no, we got to play them on field turf. They're so fast. How we can Man. keep up. They're kind of physical based too. It's different than years past with the Saints. I, all I'm saying is, Whoever has got the first round by, if they got to have Dallas or Chicago come into town, you're going to go, damn, we better get ready for a war here. They both have what we look for to beat big offense. Exactly right. A front four a that front gets four pressure. A can do it by themselves. A smart defensive coordinator. we got 10 seconds left. Yeah. Trubisky, you concerned or is he still working through? No, I'm, I'm not concerned. I mean, he's coming off a shoulder injury. He hasn't played in two weeks. Yeah. Yes, he missed some throws. There's no doubt about that. Um, but as oh, a whole, I still think... Hey, this is a Bears team that's dangerous. His athletic ability keeps them dangerous. And also, I'll say to this to the Rams, like this is one thing if you want to take a bright spotlight from the Rams. I thought the Rams played defense the proper way last night. You know, you heard me say a little bit uh, last week, like they they do too much. Sure. They go for the kill too much. Yeah. They don't need to go crazy. They can play basic, simple schemes. They have aggressive players. Like, they got players in the Aaron Donald who's going to shoot a gap. He's not supposed to shoot at times. So players are going to be Peters, good. Tlaib, right? They all take chances. They're going to take chances. John so Johnson, they don't need to yeah. have a defense that goes take five chances in one play. They yeah. don't need to do that. All right. So six minutes works. That yeah, was a good amount of time. Yeah. And I'll say one last parting note. Yeah. James Daniels. Hey, hey. Yeah. Did a great pretty job. Pretty well on Aaron yeah. Donald. Yeah. I know. Good That's, pick out of I'll, Iowa. I'll the do offensive a good line for the Bears is good too. They are good. Okay. Let's move on through and through. Next game. Next game. Patriots. Dolphins. I'm going to go first yeah, here. Yeah, go. 
before we get to the Kenyan Drake, right. and everyone's going to say it was a miracle. It's not a miracle when you've already hung 28 points on a team. Yeah. Like, that, that's, I don't want it to get lost that like the Patriots defense got messed up. Right. I went through and looked. You had the, the Brandon Bolden huge run, the Bryce Butler huge catch. Frank Gore averaged almost eight yards a carry. And I looked it up. The Dolphins had seven plays of 20 or more yards. That was the shocker of the day to me. They, I don't they care were about moving the, the ball the... at will. Right. Brady did whatever they wanted, right. but the Dolphins were doing whatever they wanted against yes. the Patriots. Yes. Uh, that would be. The, the two shocks from that game would be this. The amount of explosive plays that the Dolphins got on offense, never would have thought that the Patriots pride themselves on stuff like that. Exactly. They're kind of bend, don't break. You're going to kick a field goal, and we'll score a touchdown. That and... Brady shitting his pants Well, the, the of amount half. of situations that they messed up in general. I mean, just, you know, whether it was missed field goals, missed extra point. No timeout. Brady taking a sack inside the five with the clock running down which, at the end of the like, half. Which, like, I am dying to know, too... Did they just think Brady knew the situation and they didn't tell him? Because when he got up, he looked like he was almost surprised. Like when he got sacked, he got up like, oh, wait, we have no timeouts. Like that was no, wild. It's like no one reminded him. Okay. Then they get the ball in the second half, and that's when they went down, and you have a chance to kick the field goal. They missed the field right, goal. That's what right? I'm saying. Yeah. So they had the chance to so kind of turn the game around right onto there. the five they were up. That's 12. Yeah. The Kenyon Drake play never matters. Yeah. Right. I mean, they just had chances to. Uh, I guess make the game uncomfortable for the Dolphins, but the explosive plays on the Patriots defense. I'm with. I never would have thought that they had some very cool run game design plays that I saw. The one that broke Frank Gore was cool. Yes. The little what we would call Y Wham play is really a New England play. The Brandon Bolden That's an inside yard wide receiver that comes in and blocks. It was kind of like the tight end. He does that and he blocks the def- They let the defensive tackle go upfield and he goes, "Oh, I got him! They're dead!" Boom, and he gets side gets ear hold. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I thought there was some creative run designs there, and Ryan Tannehill made some big time throws. It's it's very funny to me that one. Everyone goes, oh, the Patriots, they get to play the Bills and the Dolphins and the Jets. Tom Brady is 7-10 and 10 in Miami. Yeah. 7-10. and 10. Yeah, I know. It's wild. I mean, the point's still valid. They get to play the Dolphins, the Bills, yeah, and course, the Jets. But yes, you're right. They've struggled down there. It's crazy that he's 7-10 and 10 down so there. So I'm watching the game next yeah. to Omar. Omar started House of Highlights, huge Miami fan. Right. And I made the Patriots a left go lock like yep. an idiot. Yeah. And the whole game, anytime something happened, we just cursed at each other. Right. Like, it was just funny. That last play, he lost his freaking mind. He's a very reasonable 24-year-old He, he kid, definitely is. But he just started sprinting around the office, and he ran downstairs where most of the programmers were Patriots fans. It's amazing. Unbelievable. Yes. So the throw goes to Stills, laterals to Parker, the, throws it over to, to right. Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake cuts, acts like he's going to lateral it back, which apparently there was supposed to be someone there. Ted Larson lands a perfect seal block that took out like two guys, turns it upfield, and then Gronk stumbled on his own face. Yeah, right. And everyone's focusing on the fact that he was in the game and not Devin McCourty. Just one, let's appreciate that the Dolphins did this against the Patriots, and it was 69 yards, and Gronk didn't make the tackle and something that went 69, which is perfect. <laughs> but what's your what? Are you upset with with Belichick? Did they really make a mistake there? Well, because everyone's looking back and going, was Tannehill really going to throw it 70 yards for you to knock it down? I mean, he's going to have to throw it more than 70. So that's where I think they made the mistake. Just that that part alone. 
Two, I would go, if you're going to have Gronkowski back there, not why not it be Josh Gordon? He can jump higher, and he's faster. I, I know that for a fact. So that would be my other one. Yeah. The fact that McCourty was not on the field either. That's insane. That's where I don't understand. I mean, you would argue he's the fastest guy in their defense. Um, so I guess, yes, they misplayed the situation. You want to watch it together? I have yet to really yes. watch it. You haven't? Oh, on the I coaches not film? On the coaches film. All right, no. so we have a minute and 40. Minute so and 40. Play it and then react. Here we go. So. We're going to throw the shallow cross, the little hook and ladder. It's the same damn thing. This is the same thing that Pittsburgh did, right? Right. Uh, with the rate. It's the same play. So now he's going to pitch it. I really think the brilliance of the play is once he gets to Drake, I think the brilliance of the play is right here. That Drake doesn't decide to throw That's it across what I'm saying. the field. He went, he went horizontal for like right six here. yards. So Gusecki, I think oh. that's supposed to be the next guy he was supposed to throw to. He was open but there. His, I think his recognition to go, you know, I got a little lane here. And before everybody wants to jump on Stefan Gilmore, his job is not to run over here. Guess what? He, no one's jumping. On okay, Stephon. they're good. They're Everybody's good. looking at Gronk and going, A, why was he on the field? And right. B, holy shit, he's slow now. All right. I heard a lot of people jumping on Stefan oh, Gilmore yesterday. But either way, that was unbelievable when he cuts it up. And then, yes, Gronk, is acceleration is not his name of his game. Every he, joint on Gronk's body has a hinge. Like, Every yeah. knee, every elbow. Like I feel like he's. Man. I feel like he's wearing rollerblades yeah. on it. Rollerblade blockers on his wrist. The other thing I'd like to say. Yeah. Why the hell is this Kenyon Drake's first catch of the game? I don't know either. If there is not a Miami reporter that looks at Adam Gase and goes, why are you still giving the ball to Frank Gore and Brandon Bolden and you see what Kenyon Drake is capable of? Yeah. Every play, he's every game, he's the one making the 40-yard touchdown and he doesn't touch the ball. That was his first catch of the game. I know. That's insane. Now, there's something there that's a, a trust issue or whatever it is, but Either way, that game was mind-blowing. The way it ended. So frustrating. The way New England blew opportunities. Hey, you know, I ne- even when they were up, I mean, of course, I bet that was my bet of the week. Oh, yes, it was. When they were up 27-21 and they had the ball there in the red area, I was like, it's over. It's over. It's they're going to go up they're double gonna win by, They're going to win this by 20, and this is not even going to be close. But, you know, Adam Gase, good, good job by him again. His team, he, he, I can never say this about Adam Gase. His team always plays tough. And that's where I respect yeah. Adam Gase. They are a gritty bunch. And Ryan Tannehill probably doesn't get the credit he deserves either. And I'd like to keep a tracker, uh, before I move on, of yeah. all the games in which the field sucked ass. Oh, and that good was job. game number one. That was game number I've one. I've got a hot five spot of the yeah. NFL not care about the plays. Right. I watch people pulling up chunks of turf. It's embarrassing. Let's move on. Yeah. We're going to keep lo- – because it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. All right. Next game – Speaking of ridiculous, Steelers Raiders. Yep. First thing I'd like to say was a five hundred and ten dollar swing in our bets. Oh. And not only did the Raiders cover, right. they won. And to all the Raiders fans that reached out and said, You believed in us, you bet I did. Never <laughs> even doubted it. Never doubted it. I will say this. Thank God Josh Dobbs played for five drives. Let's start there, Sims. Ben Roethlisberger comes in the end of the game, tries to be the savior, throws a touchdown pass to Juju that was kind of scary, looks up at the Lord, says thank you to the Lord. Um, And then it comes out afterwards that Tomlin said he could have come in drives before. Yeah, well, Tomlin did his best to not throw him under the bus there. You're angry. Well, yeah, it's just a – I'm angry from a personal level 
to a guy who you can't call out to your teammates two weeks ago and tell everybody you're the captain and you can call them out and then get hurt. They miss a field goal, get the ball back, drive your team down, score a touchdown before the half, go into halftime, not be on the sideline to start the half, then jog out, wear a hat, and do nothing until the game finally goes, oh, we're down. They need me now. Now let me go back out there. You know, that just to me is a BS move. I don't know any other way to say it. It's not what a captain does. I know that. Uh, when you're the highest paid player on your football team. And again, hey, listen, I have sympathy for guys that are injured. Of course, my career was ruined by injury. So I understand that. But if you can play late in the first half, and then he showed us he could play late in the second half, then what was the deal all the third and halfway through the fourth quarter in a game where it was the biggest game of the season? Yeah. You don't have James Conner. You played awesome in the first half. I mean, just move the ball at will, basically. Because they are the Raiders' defense. No doubt. And so that that would be my issue there more than anything. Just a real crappy move, I felt like, by Ben Roethlisberger. I wrote in my notes, Big Ben is back, LOL. Yeah. Because it it just felt staged. Everybody knew. I had friends texting me around the NFL going, I guarantee he comes back once the Raiders go up. I guarantee. I mean, it didn't matter where it was. Anybody that knows anything about Ben knows this is the kind of guy he is a little bit. He is more of one of the most diva franchise quarterbacks. And you know me, I'm an apologist for Ben. I think Ben's one of the all-time greats. But it's these little things right here that never give him the benefit of the doubt because of the way he handled this situation. And I'm hearing a lot of people saying they lost to the Raiders. They lost to the Raiders. How do you lose to the Raiders? Those people yeah. haven't been paying attention about this offense the last few weeks. Derek Carr, I think, has been playing quietly very good football mm-hmm. these last few weeks. He did drop 33 against the Chiefs. He did not play bad against the Ravens, even though they put up 17. We see how good the Ravens' defense is. And that throw to Roberts deep towards the end of that game in the fourth quarter yeah. was unbelievable to set up the carrier touchdown and I get that the field goal kicker missed but I think that you wouldn't have been in that situation Ben if you would have just played the game and established a lead instead of playing with with danger like this no but I do I mean th- they had they had them they had them. I mean Pittsburgh Oakland couldn't move the dead. ball they for a quarter and a half anywhere. you know what I mean yeah but it was the- all Jared Cook and the Pittsburgh figured it out but Josh Dobbs had an untimely interception exactly in his own right. zone. And then they didn't convert the fourth and one. And they didn't convert the fourth yeah, and one. Right. Those are then you those, just keep giving them life. That's life in the NFL. How many times isn't it amazing how much we've said that lately? Like the NFL is crazy. It's so close. If oh. you don't put a team away, it's just a matter of time before the other team gets some momentum on their side to make a play to come back or We're whatever get to it may Tampa be. Tampa Bay, New Orleans exactly. in a second. Like they could have put that game out in the second quarter. Right. But I look at the Steelers, and everyone's like, they're at risk of not making the playoffs. What do you think? Well, number one, yeah, I did pick the Ravens to win the division. So <laughs> yes, I would did. love to have that bragging rights. <laughs> right. But as I said to you before, yeah. remember when the Steelers were 1-2-1. One, and one. Yeah. They had just lost to the Ravens, and everybody said Mike Tomlin's losing the locker room. And they didn't win one or two or three or five. They won six in a row. And now we're sitting here, and they've lost three in a row. Right. 
I would not be surprised if the Steelers beat the Patriots at home, go to the Saints, beat the Saints in New Orleans, and then beat the Bengals to win out the rest of the year and go 10-5-1. They would. They They would. would. And it's not shocking to me because – now, look, the Raiders did take advantage of John Bostick with Jared Cook, brought to you they by They did Adam a little Hunter. early, you're right. But I will say that the Steelers can match up with any team in the NFL. Yes, they can. And they just don't give maximum effort all the time. And I like Mike Tomlin teams with the back against the wall. Yeah, I hear you. I don't like them with expectations. Right. I like them with impending doom. Right. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about him being fired. Yeah. I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. Because I think he's going to go in the office and go, maybe if your legendary quarterback didn't take himself out for two quarters. Well, I think that has to be part of the conversation sometimes with Mike Tomlin. Like, he's not picking these guys in the draft. No. You know, he's managing them. He's not. So sometimes we look at these people that. I think on the Steelers, and we go, oh, they're renegades, and they act crazy. And, you know, again, he's, he not, draft, he's, he's not buying the recipe. No. He's not buying the groceries, the groceries to, uh, to cook the food there. So at times he has to deal with what he has and make best with it. But, yeah, that was a big loss for them. I mean, really, I mean, crushing. And here we are. They're going to be fighting for their lives. I don't know. Did you see the video of John Gruden running over to the Raiders fans after the games and high-fiving them and I stuff? I did not, no. It's just the best. Yeah. It's just John. He was pumped. And good for him. His well, team keeps fighting. I'll give him that. In a, in a, there you go. Yeah, I'm just going to wrap it up. In a season in which many people are talking about guys that are no longer on your team, right. Khalil Mack, Amari Cooper. They were awesome yesterday, by the way. Exactly. <laughs> it's wins like that yes. where you go, maybe we are going in the right direction. Right. But I just I want to give a little bit of credit to Derek Carr because I think a lot of people are shitting on him, and I think he's played pretty well the last few weeks. He has. With an injured offensive line Hasn't and no real weapons. At wide like right. Seth Roberts is arguably, like Jared Cook is his number one receiver right now. Yeah. And his backfield is Doug Martin, who played whatever. well last week against the Chiefs. I mean, yeah, but, he can't help that his running backs fumbled three times. Exactly. You know. All right, I'm going to set the timer. <gasps> what do you know? Ravens, Chiefs. Ooh. Where? I mean, I, I loved both sides of the ball in this game. Yes. It was the perfect football game. The perfect football game. It was awesome. Uh, I mean, the game came down to everything we wanted. The Mahomes with the ball down seven against uh. the great Ravens defense. So Josh and I were talking the entire game. Right. Our dream scenario was that the Chiefs drives down, drive down, kick the field goal to win, the Raiders cover in a very tough game in which the Ravens – and it, it happened just like we hoped. Right. Like, you guys nailed it. You you and Papa Phil and myself, like, we all nailed it. Yeah, yeah. It felt good. It did feel good. It was a great game to watch, of course. Uh I mean, the Ravens, as we talked about leading up to the game, they have the formula to beat that football team. We know that. Hey, I don't know what else you could say. Just long story short, the Ravens got the game exactly where they wanted to. Their money, their team is built around their defense. And what was it? A fourth and what? Nine. Nine. Yes. And they had Mahomes scrambling to the right. Fourth and nine. We talked about that during the week, too. When he goes right, you're in deep trouble. You're in trouble when he goes right. He's just The play's not over because the whole field's still available when he goes right. But that was insane. That Fourth throw. and nine, 129 left on his own 40, 39 yards downfield to an injured Tyree Kill. Yeah. Sammy Watkins didn't play. Kareem Hunt doesn't exist. All he has is Kelsey, a limping Tyree Kill. Right. Sammy Watkins hasn't played in forever, and never. he's still doing this. Unbelievable. I know. He went over 300 yards. I mean, to me, 
That was the MVP clinching performance. I think he put the nail in the coffin. I think it's I mean, he's, over. He's have to throw like three interceptions in the last three games here, but like I don't think that's. Let's talk happen. about the few plays he made in this game. Yeah, the fourth and nine rollout throw. Right. In a degree of difficulty for someone that's played, put it into like perspective. Like we're talking five people in the history of the sport could have done it. I mean, I'm being nice with five. I don't even know. I'm saying that just as a. Well, I know you're going to say Elway and Rogers. Exactly. I'm going to say Brett Favre. Okay. Mahomes. And Mahomes. So that's four. I'm not sure if I... Maybe there's not five. I mean, right now, those are the four that come off to my head. To be able to run in the full sprint in the way which he was running... 2017 Carson Wentz. And he had... Well, I mean, Carson is similar to that. Carson's... I'm not going to put his arm quite in their class. It's It's close. Yeah, because I don't think Carson or Andrew Luck would have outrun those guys. No, I don't know if they can contort their body and really go... You know, again, the amazing thing is... He was by the right sideline. The ball was completed on the left hash. That's where. It, how far is that? I mean, how is a sideline to an opposite hash? Do you know? Like, the I don't yardage? know exactly. No, but I'm going to say roughly from the sideline to the hash is probably around 33 yards somewhere That's the like far that. Hash. The far hash, right? So he's doing that. So it's let going alone 40, 40 something down 30. Right. Pythagorean theorem. I don't know, which is a probably like 46, squared 47 yards. I think it's around the 50s. Yeah, it's probably around there. And I don't, and I don't even know if it's his most impressive play of the game. No, I mean, you mean his fucking Magic Johnson no-look pass? Have you ever thrown a no-look pass? I have, but not to that degree. <laughs> How about the degree of difficulty there? So, I mean, I threw one in a preseason game against the Tennessee Titans and Jeff Fisher, okay? <gasps> and I, Paul Hackett, at, Jeff? Paul Hackett was my quarterback coach, Nathaniel Hackett's father, right? And... I was scrambling to my left, and I was kind of tacking the line of scrimmage, and I knew I had a guy to my left right at the one-yard line, and I just acted like I was going to throw the ball down the middle because I was like, oh, if I can just get a little space here, I'll throw yeah. it to him. And I kind of looked straight ahead, and I threw it out of the side of my kind of the side of my eye, but I was kind of peeking as I did it. Yeah, Mahomes did it like legit no look. Hitting a guy in stride, in stride. between two defenders. Right. Insanity. Insanity. And the play that no one's talking about is this sidearm laser beam that he threw to the sidelines amidst all these defenders, and the ball stayed at like five feet above the ground and did not rise and did not fall. That would be the definition of a piss missile right there. Mm. I mean, yes. He can drive the ball through targets, right? Some quarterbacks hit the target, and the ball has to banana in there, and you go, oh, bam, he hit the target. He can hit the target, and the ball will continue to drive right through it. Mm. I mean, that's where he is as special as it gets. He really is. Do you have more confidence in the Chiefs now? Um, Because you have been doubting them lately. The Chiefs, I mean, they're not like my favorite the style of play in which they play is so rare. I know exactly what your theory is. And to be that They're going imbalanced. to put themselves into situations in which they need miracles. But you're at a point now where you've seen this guy make so many miracles yes. that you can't bet against them anymore. No, they can put so much pressure on you. And he can handle it. And he can handle it. And with the, the ability of just a few guys like Kelsey Hill and him, and then Reed's aggressive play calling, the pressure they put on you is enormous through yes. the football game. But if Tyreek Hill's hurt, I don't think they're the same. No, that'll be a game they're changer. Done. That'll really change their of whole offensive philosophy, yes. Um, we have 30 seconds left. But Lamar was for, really good. I, and I'm formally putting in a request. Right. I'm going to do one minute after this because we have a lot more to talk yeah. about. I thought 
Lamar played well. I thought the Ravens' offense, like there was a drive that stood out to me in the third quarter. Yeah, it was a fourteen-play, right. seven-minute drive. Yeah, that ended in a touchdown. That was Gus Edwards, Kenneth Dixon, Lamar. Yeah, Gus Edwards, Kenneth Dixon. Passed to Mark Andrews. Right. And it was beautiful. It was. Gorgeous. What do you think about the Ravens now? I mean, I the Ravens got... Wait another minute. Just like what we're saying the, the last few weeks. The Ravens got their formula. This is the type of team... This is the type of style of football they want to play. And I think that pretty much proved yesterday that they can play with anybody in the AFC. It doesn't matter anymore. They did this to the Saints. So, right. They can play with anybody in the NFL. So they, can, they get in the playoffs. Uh, they're going to be a handful to deal with because of all the things they can do. And they just need they just need consistency and a few throws a game from the pocket from Lamar Jackson. And we saw that. Yes. I thought he played pretty well for the most part. I thought he threw behind a lot of the times. Yes, he did. I felt like. But I will also say that there's a ton of people coming out and saying that they got jobbed. Like, I do not think that was offensive pass interference on Crabtree. No, that was rough. People are saying that Willie Sneed 100% got PI'd on that last ditched effort by RG3. Right. John Harbaugh came out and said, I'm not going to talk about the refs. Yeah. You need to. But that's yeah. the other theme of this week. Right. The refs were not good. Was not. There was Anywhere. a number of games where I was questioning it. And for I sure. want to give a shout out to yeah. Justin Houston. Right. Two huge plays at the end of the game to yep. seal that one for the Chiefs. Yeah. But they're going to be good. And I look at the rest of the Ravens' schedule and I go, um, home against Tampa, W. Yeah. They end the year home against the Browns. It's going to be tough, but I think they got that right. one. And then in between at Chargers, they're in the driver's seat. Yeah. They should finish the season strong, and I think the Ravens are in the playoffs. Yeah. I, I mean, if, the, if the Steelers keep messing up, they might win that division. They might, but they, they would be my pick to at least be the sixth seed. You're right. I would go with that. They're the team I'd want in there. I do, Me too. You're exactly right. I always root for the best six teams. That's what I want. Exactly. I don't give a damn who you are. I want to see the best teams in the playoffs, not only for the entertainment purposes, but you are going to get to whoever the best team is most likely when you have those type of formulas and you're going to really see who actually deserves to win the NFL championship. And uh, yes, I do think that the Baltimore Ravens are certainly one of the best six teams in the, in the AFC. And that is a perfect segue to our next six minute game. Yeah. Eagles Cowboys. Yeah. I was watching that game and I said, the better team is the Cowboys. So the football person inside of me is saying they should win because it's better for them to be a three or four seed. But, oh, man, it's killing me. Yeah. That's the end of the Eagles season. I don't want to hear about all these opportunities. I know that the six seed is open. If Minnesota loses to Seattle, I don't want to hear about it. The Eagles are not one of the best six teams in the NFC. They're just not. No. Even if the refs were abysmal. I missed the opening kickoff fumble. Right. Did you see it? I did, yes. I don't, I, I'm not got a good enough look at it to go, was there a clear recovery? Chris, all of those things? There yes. Were, there was, okay, so the ball... Clear fumble. Right. And it went into a pile of four players. Mm -hmm. All four of the players were Eagles. Mm. So I don't think it matters if it's clear. Right. If Camus Grugier-Hill is fighting with Brandon Graham, I don't care. They're both Eagles. Right. That's insane because that would have completely swung the momentum of the game. Right. And the offensive pass interference on Goddard. Are you kidding? Yeah, that was a stupid. That was a horrible call. That was an eighty-yard touch. It wasn't yeah. even close. Right. And then think I about. I think Jeff Heath initiated the contact. The Eagles' offense was able to move. If that's a touchdown, when Dallas drives down the field again, maybe the Eagles get the ball back. Right. 
But instead, they had to use all that time on that drive. Yeah. It was a killer, man. It was a killer. It, 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 it just sucks when you lose and you still want to blame the refs a little bit. Well, yeah, that always it will always drive you crazy. But it, it's easier to lose when you know you're not the better team on the field and they were not that. I know that. I mean, I, the, the fact that I read an article from Peter King that said the Saints spent all week targeting Sidney Jones because of leg injuries. Right. And then I watch. Jim Schwartz put Sidney Jones on an island with Amari Cooper with no safety help. Mm-hmm. Do I can't like NFL or Bowsby Busby was the one on the long one. Devonte Balls like like that's insane. That's insane. It's the only opportunity the Cowboys have for a long touchdown. You let them have it every time. Well, yeah, in those situations, you got to double or do something to just go. Well, you got to prove us. You'll throw to somebody else because all he was going to do yesterday was throw to two guys. Amari Cooper, and if he wasn't open, he's going to check it down to Ezekiel Elliott. Yes. Really maybe Blake Charles. So, yeah, maybe a little sprinkle here and there. But, I mean, I guess what the first thing I would say for your Eagles, that was their year right there. It was really the year. Michael Bennett played Uninspired great. defense, though. They yeah. let too many big plays. You couldn't run the ball. You know, we're all going to blame Carson Wentz. I go on the regional sports networks and talk there. It's always like everybody thinks it's What's Carson Wentz. Carson? Yeah, is it Carson? Is it Carson? Carson saves your team. He's the only reason you're in games like that. Some of the throws he makes are just, they're mind-boggling. I need to do this for Philadelphia. Yeah. People are saying Mike Groh has to go. Yeah. People are saying that Carson Wentz is a problem. When you look at their offense, how much is play calling? How much is the scheme? How much is the offensive lineman? How much is a lack of a deep threat? How would you diagnose it? Yeah, I mean, I think it's all of it. First of all, the one thing I could tell you for sure is it's not Carson Wentz. And if it was Carson Wentz, I would sit here and tell you he's playing like shit. So don't think I'm playing favorites with anybody. I don't like him that much. He hasn't sent me a Christmas card. I don't give a damn. So... The, the, the thing is, yes, the play calling is needs to be more imaginative. The run game has never taken off this year. I mean, again, I go back to that all the time with going, last year you were one of the best running teams in football. This year you're one of the ten and worst. is it because they lost Ajay and Blunt, or is it different partly calls of running? Different calls from running. Partly that you've had to jumble some people uh, on the offensive line, so continuity hasn't always been there. But yes, I think more or not at the end of the day, it's the fact of the not proper run calls, not running downhill as much, not right. always being as patient with it as they should be. And then, yes, not having the guy that can at least scare you a little bit down the field. Nobody's scared of you guys. No. So everybody squats on everything. I mean, you see Carson Wentz throws back shoulders, and it's just got to be a perfect throw. Right. Cowboys. Yeah. You believe they're a legit threat. Home or in a way? Because my my argument would be right now that yeah. they've done so much damage recently at home. Yeah. And they've had like three of their last four games at home. I know. And I, I want to see, can they get that much pressure? Can Dak be that comfortable if sure. they go to the Superdome or if they go to L.A.? Yeah. Now, the Superdome, I do believe so. They'll be on that turf. They're a team where I look at and go... Grass, I think, will slow them down in L.A. a little bit. That will play to not to their favor. They go to the Superdome. I think they're going to be fine. They're, wow. Yeah, I do. I They have found their formula from a few years ago when they were 13-3. and three. Cooper's special. We're seeing the Cooper we saw the first two years, and they're His not making post-game it. post-game interview, I don't even know who that is. I know. He's there with Aaron Andrews, right. and he's elaborating Smiling and he's he's going listen man i run a lot of slants but you know what and i'm like i have n- like that's the most words in that sentence fragment right. that i've heard you say yeah he's a new man a new man 
It's I know. incredible. I know. He's totally changed his personality. I love that he has some talks with his mom. Mama got him right. And he realized, like, what am I being so angry about? I, I got, I'm playing football, and they're paying me a whole lot of money. And the freaking Cowboys traded for me, and they want me, and they think I'm good. Uh, he doesn't need to run a lot of routes. If he runs the slant, the go, and then like that in, that the slant in. out, yeah. right, or the post corner, as we would say. Good luck. I mean, that you when you and can, Michael Gallup's got some burners, right? So if you have that skill set to run those routes and threaten people with the go route, of course, then you have the ability to catch the slant and run away from people. You know, they don't need to do much. They right. don't. They don't need a complicated formula. They have it right now. And their defense is suffocating. It's unbelievable. Their defense. They should have. I mean, they should have won that game by at least. I, and I'll, I'll have a better answer for everybody on Thursday on the film breakdown. But I'm to going me, another minute. They should have won game. that game by at least ten points. They were clearly the better team on the field. Dak Prescott's interception driving down. Oh my gosh, that was horrible. Sewell Douglas, right? Yeah. Okay. Then they throw. He throws the. I mean, the wide receivers wide open on the interception when they're backed up, and Corey Graham gets it. Then the Cowboys missed a field goal. Right. Cowboys missed a field goal. So there were so many opportunities yes. again for them to put the game away. Uh, and luckily, they they made a few plays at the end to to put the Eagles away. Eagles defense. I don't want to say they were uninspired. They had a number of goal line stands. Yes. I thought Michael Bennett played really well. Right. I thought Fletcher Cox was in the backfield the entire time. Yep. The secondary is a, is a mess. It is. It's a mess. It's a bunch of young guys. It. It's all over the place. Right. Um, but I look at the Cowboys, and I have uh, forty seconds left. Dak Prescott and Wentz. I mean, excuse me. Dak Prescott and Jason Garrett. I felt like Jerry Jones watched that game and is like, I'm going to give them matching four-year extensions. Hmm. I think there's a chance. I mean, Dak Prescott has definitely gone so through. so bad for three quarters, though, Chris. Well, it he, so bad. It wasn't so bad. I mean, I don't. I didn't look at it and go, "Oh my gosh, it was horrible." I mean, you know, they're they're never going to just be he's like a, this he's machine. Like the 18th best quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, he's about middle of the road. I, I understand that. If they can get Dak for the cheap, it'll be great. Yes. Dak has gone through a stretch, though, where I will say this. He's thrown the ball about as good as I've seen him throw it through any stretch. You know, has he made some mistakes? Yes. I mean, the interception, like the one we were talking about when they were in red zone fringe and going down there and he's got the crossing route. He's got to see the backside corner there. You just can't do that. Those are little mistakes that you'd like to have back, but I do think it's trending in the right direction. And I'm going to be the counterpoint to the Cowboys as I go into the next game. In the last five games, their five-game winning streak, they've beaten the Eagles twice. Yeah. The Eagles' defense is not good. Their right. secondary stink. Yep. They've beaten the Falcons, Washington, and the Saints. Yep. All of those defenses are struggling. Yeah. The Saints aren't, but... It was at home. Yeah. But I, I hear you. Hey, listen, all they can do is play the teams in their schedule, but that that is that is a just thought. I understand that. But either way, their defense is real, and yes. they have enough of a formula on offense now to just give them somewhat of a schematical, you know schematical they advantage. They have what all teams that want to win the Super Bowl need to have. Yeah. An identity. Yeah, they do. Next game is going to be the team that we've been kind of referencing a lot. Saints, Bucks. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable that we said the Patriots and Saints, for some reason, struggle with these teams, and they absolutely did. Mm. Saints down 14-3. to Drew Brees playing like doo-doo, fumbling, screen interceptions, can't get out of his own way, and then they rip off 25 straight points, catapulted by Taysom Hill, blocking a punt, and, and getting them ready to go. Uh, what did you think of that game overall? Oh, well, again, another. I mean... Uh, not to sound like, uh, uh, I mean, a voice recorder here, but another opportunity for a team to put a 
put another team deep in the hole. I mean, it's a missed field goal, okay, in the first half by Canazero. It was a chip shot, okay? Then they get the Breeze fumble in the third quarter and set themselves up again for a chip shot field goal to go up 17-3. to Yeah. They don't get it. Yeah. Saints get the ball. They go three and out. They punt it. Yep. Bucks go three and out. Block punt. Like, all I kept thinking about was Ray Lewis and momentum is real. That's all I kept <laughs> thinking about. Momentum is real. That's all I thought about the whole day because that changed everything from that point on. The game was never yeah, Tampa the same. Bay was 0 for 2 on field goals. Right. They couldn't, they couldn't build the lead. And they were easy ones. I mean, Very they were like, easy. so th- those, again... You know, listen, you want to miss one of those? Sure, okay, I get it. This day and age in the NFL. The one where they were up 14-3 to and had a chance to make it 17-3, to that was a huge turning point in the game because, of course, the block punt came right after that. Yes, it They did. blocked the punt. They scored the touchdown. It's 14-11. Tampa goes three and out. They get the short field again, the Saints, off of the backed-up punt. They score another touchdown. It's 18-14, and all of a sudden the game was over. I mean, that was it. Did you remember the Saints should be proud of their defense? Saints, I mean, they shut them out. Kept for them like in the three game. Quarters. Kept them in the yeah. game. It was the only reason. I mean, stopped them on some short yarded situations where they were down there close. And and um, uh, what was the play I was going to talk about? I can't remember what the hell it is. I wrote it down. Hold on. But either way, their defense played really well. Sheldon, and kept them Sheldon the field Rankins goals. Had and a kept sack. them in the game. Cam Jordan had yes. two sacks. Um, it was it was so sloppy. It was another field that was disgusting. Yep. I mean, you guys are playing on spray paint. Do you remember, though, the Saints coming down and having trouble in Tampa when you were there, too? Yeah, I do. Uh, I can't say that. Like, even I remember, I mean, Drew Brees' first game there, the year I lost my spleen, He, um, they came down there with Reggie Bush and company, and, I mean, they won, and we weren't good that year. But, I mean, they played ugly. I mean, Drew threw it like crap. I mean, they didn't have anything good going for them for the game. They just beat us because we weren't playing worth a damn. But, yes, it's it's odd how it seems to be yeah. like it's one of those trap spots for them. I think the Saints were the big winners yesterday of almost every team in the NFL other than the Chiefs. Yep. Chiefs pretty much guaranteed home field advantage throughout the playoffs right. with the Patriots and the Steelers and all these teams losing. But with the Rams losing on Sunday night and the Saints saving their season huge, pretty much, huge. now they have the advantage and they play two of their last three games against the Panthers, yeah. who are in complete free fall. Right. And the Saints have owned the last five years. Yep. And their one game against the Steelers is at home. So I, I think the Saints were the big winner yesterday. Yep. And I think that, look, they played, they played, this was the toughest stretch of their schedule. They had, think about the teams they've played. We talked about at Baltimore, at Minnesota, home against the Rams, at the Bengals was their one reprieve, home against the Eagles, home against the Falcons, and then it went three road games in a row, at Cowboys, at Bucks, and then the next game's at Panthers. Right. That's a tireless stretch. That is. They get through that. They get a bye. I still believe the Saints are the best team in the NFC. I still think they're going to the Super Bowl. Yeah. And I think that they're a team that the only thing I – they're like the Patriots – I'm afraid if they're not at home, and yeah. now it looks like they don't have to worry about it. Yeah, it doesn't seem like they're going to have to worry about it. They they certainly have hit a lull, you know. And you, every great team hits that during the year where it's good they're hitting it now. Yeah, I think. exactly right. Get it out of their system. Maybe they can right the ship a little here in the last few weeks just to get it going again, and then get recharged for that bye week, like you're saying. But you know, every great team goes through those periods. I don't care how good you are. Uh, the good thing is they found a way to win the game yesterday. 
more or less. And it was the special teams and Taysom Hill that really kind of jump-started the effort to get them back in. And I think to this point, too, like last thing, because I know we're going to move on here, is I think pretty much ends the Drew Brees MVP conversation. Why? Well, I mean, you know why. No, um, what, what Well, happened? I mean, you know, hey, it just... They it's, didn't need him at all to really win that it's game. It's an underwhelming day, right? I mean, the reason they were down was because of him, whether it's the fumbles or the interception on the screen pass, whatever it may be. But just Mahomes' performance alone, I mean, Mahomes separated himself from the, the pack yesterday, right? I mean, Gurley's out of the convo. Jared Goff, Goff is out of the convo. I mean, Phillip Rivers, maybe he's the next guy in line right now. I don't know. Chargers stink. Yeah. We're going to get to that in a second. <laughs> they stink, bro. No, all right. So that's good with that game. We they have like don't three stink. seconds left. I know, yeah. but I think it was. I think it was a very clutch win for the Saints. Yeah. But it also showed you in a mirror the reality of their situation, and that the whole team needs to be clicking. And unless he gets that ball out quickly to Kamara and quickly to Thomas and lets them create, it's a whole other story. I will be. I, that is definitely a film I will have everybody ready for on on Thursday morning when we get after that. This was my second game that I had queued up in the screen. So I'm going to start the clock right now. Colts, Texans. Yeah. Colts cap the upset in Houston, breaking the Texans' nine-game winning streak. Told you, I told you the Colts were going to be were going to be tough for the Texans. It every time I looked up, um, the Colts' defense was very impressive. Yeah, they were attacking uh, Deshaun Watson, but really, it's Andrew Luck, man. Andrew Luck is just special, and T.Y. Hilton, 9 for 199. T.Y. Hilton tears up the Texans. It's unbelievable. He does. Well, okay, so the first point to your um, to what you're saying with Deshaun Watson and everything there, like I, I think, again, that's something that we need to talk about because I know I've talked about it, and we've talked about this. That Yesterday was the perfect example. Of what? When they can't run the ball, their pass offense lacks – creativity as well mm. it's very a lot like the rams exactly it's very well it's very just all about the big pass play it's oh deandre hopkins is one-on-one or demarius Thomas. remember how i've said the last few weeks they missed some of those underneath new england right. throws things like on first down they can get them six yards to keep it in second and four when they don't have the run game clicking their pass game schematics are pretty simple they are simple new england that's what they are and you could see that the Colts were all over some of their past game stuff. Mm-hmm. Once, and once they shut down the run game, they were in a good spot, and there was nobody to worry about other than Deshaun Watson scrambling. Now to the other side of the ball, I mean, you're right. This is the kryptonite. The Colts have found the kryptonite to the NFC's AFC South. They found it. They beat every team because every week. They got five incredible hulks on the offensive line to deal with the four incredible hulks that are on every AFC South defensive line. Here is T.Y. Hilton's performances against the Texans. I'm just going to go from yesterday backwards. Yesterday, 9 for 199. The other game this year, 4 for 115. Then he had a 3 for 14. And then before that, 5 for 175 and two touchdowns. 9 for 115 and a touchdown. You go back to 2014, he had a 223-yard game. Like, it's a ridiculous assortment of performances by T.Y. Hill. Yes, it is. But it doesn't make me less confident in the Texans. It doesn't. No, that's that's one of the few teams in the sport that has an offensive line that can go, oh, screw you, J- J- Jadeveon Clowney and J.J. Watt and Whitney Merciless. We don't need to help our old line against you guys. We can just go five on four and we'll be feel fine. And what really, to me, as I watch the game, and again, this will be another great breakdown, 
And, you know, I know we've talked about this too with the Texans. The Texans are creative on the back end, and they go for the kill a little bit at times, a little too much at times, to where it leaves them open to let up big plays like we've talked about before. And as I watched the game and you watch it, I just went, oh, the Colts are just going to – the Colts just decided to hell, said hell with it. We're going to spread the field. Yes. And – we're going to, if they want to blitz, then Andrew will get it out. But if they just want to rush four, Andrew's going to sit there and be patient. And that's what he was. He had the time to let down the field routes develop. And of course, he's one of the greatest down the field throwers we've seen in football over the last 10 years. He's special that way. And that's where, that's where they won the football game. The, the, there's a weakness to the Houston Texans defense at all. It is they lack one cover guy. They need one more cover guy against the high-octane offenses just for the, talk, the reasons we're talking about. If their pass rush isn't getting there that day, they're, just, they're, they're one guy short in my opinion. But, uh, man, Andrew Luck's really good. You know what's incredible to me? Yeah. I just looked up. Yeah. The Colts' defense is 11th overall. Yeah. They're 9th in rushing, and they're 15th in passing. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at this team, and I'm seeing Darius Leonard, and we've talked about Marcus Hunt, and but it's this ragtag group of guys. No, no real. Like, this is not Andrew Luck and the nobodies. Yeah, they're making it happen. Yeah, I mean the Texans struggled to get to 21. Yeah, they were at 14 for most of the game. No, their defensive line has a little blend of everything. The athletic linebackers that we talk about, they play a defense that doesn't really put pressure on their corners, and they don't have good corners. They kind of they kind of play that. You know, Seattle press, you know, cover three press bail, but they are a team in the offseason. They get a pass rusher and uh, get one more cover corner that they can put on the island. And you let Eberflus have a little, you know, freedom with some guys within his system to go, yeah. I can do this with this guy, and then let everybody else do whatever. Yeah. I mean, why is it that some games I watch the Texans and I go, their offensive line moves people? And then sometimes I watch and I see them getting destroyed. Yeah. I, I don't know if I have a, a, definitive answer for you there they just beat up on weaker people yes they do like, they, they were moving the browns wherever they wanted they feast to on the week that would be one of my things for sure yes they feast on the week and the colts have sneaky depth and sneaky versatility along their d-line how about vinatieri's white beard how about his what how long was his freaking field goal i think he hit the 54? 54 that's i mean that's insane he's 54 years old it's you unreal. know uh you know the santa claus yeah when tim allen becomes santa claus and like a beard grows and he oh, tries right, to shave right. it yeah, yeah that's right. what vinatieri looks like <laughs> yeah. he looked like a beard just like popped up on his face right he looks so old i know well what is he 44 45 i mean i've seen a lot of 44 year olds that don't have a beard like that yeah what's it just all white he's got that god look that in shape god look He's a Hall of Famer. No, but I wrote so many times, luck is a baller. Like the scramble throw to T.Y. Hilton in the third that set up the pass. Down to the left sideline in that one. Yeah, that's insane. Where he stepped up, it was like cover two. You talking about that one? Yeah. Yeah, that was insane. Andrew Luck out Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Watson, where Deshaun Watson plays. (laughs) How dare you steal my lines? (laughs) But you're right. He did. I, I, I find the Colts, and I'm jumping on your bandwagon there, they're a very refreshing team to watch. Because they're going to either pound you with Mac. Or they're going to spread you out, and they're going to have Naheem Hines, and they have all these no-name receivers other than Ty and Eric Ebron. Yeah. But all of the things flow, and I will say this to wrap it up: watching Frank Reich on the sideline, I went motherfucker. Yeah, I know. Why can't he be the guy? Yeah, he was the guy. He was the guy. Little did we know he was the guy. Yeah. Son of a bitch. Yeah, sorry. God damn it. 
All right. We're going to spend, surprisingly, six minutes on Jets-Bills. We don't have to go the full time. I don't know how much of this game you saw. I rewatched this because I really wanted to get a firm grasp on it. Early on, Josh Allen was doing whatever he wanted. Yeah. This, he now has in these last three games more rushing yards than Mike Vick had in three rush three games in a row in his career. Right. And what was I saying last week? It's not sustainable, or he's a, he's incredible. I just don't understand that nobody's really made it a big deal of it. Like if Michael Vick did this, this would be on the cover. This would be the start of every highlight show on the planet. But with Josh Allen, they go, why isn't he throwing the ball more? Or he's not accurate. I don't know. It's it's all because of the 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 early narrative on him. Now it's like that. That's where it drives me crazy. This damn business. I worry. The narrative was that we wanted to hate on him, so yes. they don't want to really give him credit for sick crap he's doing. When now. Josh Allen gets in the open field on like a forty-yard run, I get really nervous that he's going to run over people. <laughs> like it's, it looks like another life form. Yeah, it really is incredible. Yeah. Now he did have some bad interceptions where he kind of forced it up. He did have a rollout where he kind of threw it down the sideline. and almost made an incredible play. The rollout uh, interception was dumb as hell. It was I mean, really bad. That's just dumb. And that's something he'll have to get, you know, get out of his system. When I rewatched it, I was like, this kid just has so much belief in his arm that yeah. he just thinks if I don't if it doesn't get like somebody, it'll either overthrow them or it'll get there. Right. Robert Foster is a baller. He is. He's a legit wide receiver for the Buffalo Bills. Yep. But look, the Bills had a field goal blocked at the end of the half. Yep. Um they had that they missed another fifty forty yard field goal yep. at the end. Right. Buffalo had this game. They had the game the entire time. Had the control, let up the big kick return by the Jets, right? That set up the short field for them. Right, because the Jets had done nothing. The Jets had good kick returns throughout the game. There's at least two I can remember. And they also fumbled one of the kick returns to start the the second half. Oh, that's right. But then Sammy Darnold. Sammy D. That play was great. If you guys haven't seen it, fourth quarter, down seven. Sam Darnold rolls right under pressure, spins, runs back to the left, and then throws sort of off balance to Robbie Anderson, who's covered for the touchdown to tie the game. And now I'm reading articles today saying that was his defining rookie year moment. Yeah, I mean, either that or... I thought another nice play was just his uh, his throw down the right sideline to Robbie Anderson that was perfectly placed beautiful over his right time. shoulder. Right, that was beautiful. Exactly right. Um, yeah, that was. Hey, Sam Darnold. You know, again, he showed his moxie, his ability to also scramble, move around, make plays that way. That's the thing he's been great at when he's played this year. Um, that was, a, you know, it's a good win for Todd Bowles and the Jets to go up there and pull that off. I do think they were outplayed. Yes. Yes. But. Uh, either way, they capitalized on on the, the the misgivings of the Bills and made something happen. We're hanging out with Sam tonight. We're doing something with Sam to Claus. And when I saw him get hurt in the second quarter, I was like, or oh. first quarter, I was like, and there goes. Yeah, he was walking off with his shoe off. I was like, oh man, we're screwed for tomorrow. Anything else with that game that sticks out to you? Um, let me see. I don't think so. Let me just see. I got another note or two that I just want to look at. It's one of those games where when you watch the replay on YouTube, it's like, and then a punt, and then a punt, and then a punt, and then they punt. Yeah. You know? Yes. Uh, But I don't know if there's anything else that jumped out to me more than not. I mean, other than just the two rookie quarterbacks, you know, I mean, both looked really good. I'm amazed by some of the things Josh Allen can do. I don't think, you know, and hey, maybe I'm biased. I get that. But I think the physical ability and some of the things he does is is pretty off the charts. Um but no, I think that's all. That's all there is to it. I mean, we got to give our the kid Roberts who had all those kick returns. 
I mean, he was one of the saviors of the day. All right, so here's the Josh Allen statistic. Yeah. With 87 yards in the first half today, Josh Allen has 321 over the past three games, the most by a quarterback in the Super Bowl era. Mike Vick had 294 in 2006. So that's not just rookie year, Vick. Right. That's any year, Vick. Yeah, that's 2006 where they broke out the read option on me and the Tampa Bay Bucks, and we didn't know what the hell to do. And I'll say this. For people that are saying that Josh Allen isn't where he needs to be with throwing the football for him to put this stuff on tape and to be able to do this with robert foster and zay jones as his one and two receiver with no tight end isaiah mckenzie's pretty quick he is and an aged LaShawn mccoy and and an old and broken down offensive line if you put good pieces around him and he continues to learn the playbook i i'm fine with a guy that's athletically superior to everybody else in the field every time josh allen takes the field he's the best athlete on the field pretty much that's the guy i want as my quarterback i agree i mean he's the one that i look at and you go out of all these rookie quarterbacks who could be patrick mahomes next year i go josh allen and i and trust me i think baker mayfield is awesome and i know we're going to talk about yes. that in a minute so but yes allen and baker mayfield are the two rookies that excite me the most going forward for the rest of their careers because they just have some elite traits that, you know, the other quarterbacks have some, but these these two have have a few more than the others. It's almost like you saw the rundown, but you did. But I didn't because I never share it. Panthers, Browns, and let's just start off with the plays that everybody saw Baker make. Yep. The deep touchdown, uh, the deep pass to, uh, what do you know, Brashad Perryman for 60 right? yards in the air. Yeah. Unbelievable. Um, but the touchdown to Jarvis Landry? Yes. What a freaking dime. I mean, insane. I mean, the, he, the ball really pops out of his hand. Pops out of his hand. It's a special arm. I mean, let alone that or... What was the other deep one? That, maybe that's the Burchard Perryman on I'm thinking. I mean, he threw one of those ones when they were backed up and he changed the field to the opposite that was that 20. That was, that was from his 20 and he guy caught he it like a 15. That, he threw that ball like 63 yards in the air. Yeah. First thing I'll say, awful play action, both of those plays. You know, again, there's no better way to create big plays than awful play action pass. When I heard in the Rams game yeah. that no quarterback plays under center more than Jared Goff, I went, that's solely because of the play action. They, and then they lead the league in play action. Right. I, that's where I, I've been telling you, you know, but, you've heard me say yeah. the crossers are people should call them back to back and just go play action, cross, play but, action, but cross. Props to Freddie Kitchens. Yes. Because it's, I think he's only been sacked three times since Freddie Kitchens took over. Yeah. And the offense has been explosive down the field, shots. But that run to Jarvis Landry with him kind of coming around in the jet sweep, they did it twice. Twice. Both turning touchdowns. Yeah. One was like 50 yards. Right. The Browns are clicking. Yes, they are. And they're, they're fun. But I want to hear more about Baker. Yeah, I mean, Baker, I just think, you know, there's two people that jump out to me about the Cleveland Browns more than anything right now. It's Baker and their second-round pick, Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb is, I mean, hey, listen, I was a Sony Michelle fan coming out, but I, I'm right I was now. A Nick Chubb fan. Yeah, I mean, you were right. I, I mean, if you asked me who I could take right now, I would go, I'd take Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb does gets like four extra yards every carry. He, I mean, there's times in that game yesterday where I was like, man, they, they haven't, they need to run him more. What are they doing? Like, why isn't he not getting the ball a little bit more? But hey, they got something good working there in Cleveland. Got a few stars on defense. Got an O line. Got Baker. Got Jarvis. Got Nick Chubb. 
You know, they get they got Callaway. They get another receiver maybe out of the mix here next year, another corner. Watch out for the Browns. I mean, they, they got it all. And There's a reason Bruce Arians said, I'm only coming back for the Browns. I, yeah, right. I mean, there's a lot of positives to that job overall. Um, that was another game where you picked the Panthers, I picked the Browns. Yeah. God, Yeah, I guess I got all, all the close games wrong, right? <laughs> yep, I picked the Panthers to win 24 to 20. Yeah. Um, you want to talk about that side of the ball? With Panthers. Cam? Yeah. Sure. I, I'm hearing things that he's hurt. Yeah. And that he can't throw the ball deep. Like, are you seeing that? I mean, I think some of his throws look awkward with the way he's going about it. Like even the the what was it, the the fourth and goal throw he had where he missed high. He's missed a lot of balls high the last two it weeks. It was the same play against Detroit. It was very similar. Fourth no doubt goal about that. Yes. Or two point conversion. I know. There was a few other throws too throughout the game where you know the interception, that was the same thing. That was a high ball down the down the middle of the field. Why does a ball go high? Well, if you're injured. I would think it's just he's trying to keep his arm tight. He's protecting it a little bit. He doesn't want to just totally let it go and be a slingshot. So he's kind of keeping it fixated in this and thus one a motion. Trajectory. Yeah, he's kind of just getting stuck underneath it a little bit. Uh, I did an Instagram live for Bleacher Report just now, and yeah. they're saying, is Ron Rivera going to be gone? What do you think? I don't think that's fair to say that at this point. I think Ron Rivera has earned himself one down year. Definitely. I mean, hey, they are on a bad streak. There's no doubt about that. Um, and I know all things always go back to the head coach, but, man, have they messed up some I mean, things, the only too, reason as the I players, would, the too. The only reason I get rid of Ron Rivera yeah. is for having Brady Hoke on staff at all. <laughs> like, when I heard he was let go, I was like, why is Brady Hoke in the NFL? That's crazy. Yeah. Um, the We just talked about Cam Newton. Christian McCaffrey yes. is having an an offensive player of the year candidate season. He's right. not going to win it, right. but man, is that kid special. He's awesome. That would be one of the turning points of the game I would talk about when they didn't score a touchdown and they were at first and goal from the nine-yard line. Okay, They ran the ball on first down for six yards with Christian McCaffrey right off the right guard or right tackle. This is when they made it 20-17 to 17 with a field goal. Uh, yeah, because I wrote down this Carolina one, ran tons of plays inside the ten and had to settle for a field goal. I think this is the one where they came away with nothing, right? Didn't oh. they go for it? I'm pretty sure. Maybe I'm wrong because he missed the fourth down throw, right? Oh, that's the end of the game. The end of the yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where I mean. Oh, okay. They went so McCaffrey for six yards. Yeah. Then I believe they gave the ball to DJ Moore on second down. So are you going to get to the playlist and pick right it up? Now. Yeah. On second down, I believe they gave the ball to DJ Moore. Third down, they decide to throw it. And then, of course, fourth down, he had it. First down, run uh, McCaffrey for six. Right. Second down, DJ Moore for no game. Incomplete to Samuel. Incomplete to Wright. Yeah, to me, I just... They McCaffrey were ripping, get the they were ripping off some runs with Christian McCaffrey at that point. Let him go in and score at least one more time. Second down, you just ripped off six yards. Go again. Let's see what he's got. I mean, that would be my only take there. Or maybe you just smash Cam Newton over the middle. But either way, the game was there for them to be had once again, and they just didn't make the plays in the big moments, and the Browns did. And that's all there is to it, and that's why the Panthers are in deep crap. Baker Mayfield. Amazing. You really love the kid. I do. I really do. I mean, um, yeah, I just think he's got he's got a special arm. 
and he has a special feel for the game. He's he's a natural. He really is. Even his little play action fake, yeah. where he kind of held it behind. Right. He's got a, he's got that good attitude to it. Yep. And nobody is questioning his comments about Hugh Jackson now, huh? No. You know what the Bengals... nobody's questioning him putting a flag in the middle of Ohio State's oh, field. Man. How dare he want to win? Since Hugh Jackson, when did Hugh Jackson get fired? Which game was that? Um, Do you remember? No. He got fired after not the the Chiefs game. No, see. no. I'll tell you right now. Let me see. Just not after the Chargers. They went down to the Bucks. He didn't get fired there after the Steelers. It was that the Steelers. Was it. Yes, it was. They lose to the Chiefs, but played well. And then they've won three out of four after that Chiefs game. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know what Hugh Jackson's record is in Cincinnati since he got there? Have they, they haven't won yet? They're zero right? four. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, man. Baker's yeah. the guy. That's crazy. Baker is the guy. And I'm just excited because I've been so tired of seeing that jersey with all the Browns names on it. I don't, I'm not even rooting for the Browns. I'm just tired of hearing that whole thing. Yeah. You know? But yeah. Baker, Baker's a baller. No, he's a baller. He's got it going. Like I said, him and Allen are the guys that excite me more than any. Last six-minute game. Oh, gosh. Six-minute abs. Jaguars, Titans. You need six-minute abs. I need something. You need seven-minute abs. <laughs> I'm at this point willing to do eight minute abs. Uh, Jaguars, Titans. Yeah. Before we get to the run. Okay. Which, if you want to pull it up, that would be amazing. I don't even think I have it on film. I don't I'll, think I downloaded I don't even that think one you need yet. It on film. Yeah, I'll I get it. Yeah. The Titans just own the Jaguars. Yeah. They really do. Mm-hmm. Do we just chalk this up as the Titans just seem to have the Jaguars number, or do we get excited about the Titans again, only to get dismayed one week later? I don't know if I'm getting excited about the Titans. I mean, I'm more disappointed with the Jags, you know, all their talk and shenanigans just to get physically run over the way they did. That was embarrassing. I would also like to say it's embarrassing that they fired their offensive coordinator, Nathaniel Hackett. That was a great performance by the offense. Man, they did a lot of things. I'll take those those predictable plays we were talking about with Nathaniel Hackett that seem to be always open any day of the week. So anybody want to talk about that? But, yeah, either way, hey, uh, the offense was stagnant. We know that. Leonard Fournette has got to stop just running into people's asses, okay? I was texting you. Right. And I was like, I was like, the one thing I'm not doing at the goal line yeah. is running behind Eric Flowers. And yet they kept doing they did it. did it two or three times. I know. I'm like, you got AJ Can. You got Parnell, who yeah. I didn't realize was one of the larger human beings I've he ever is. seen in my life. He is. And we're running behind Eric Flowers. Yeah. Why? I know. I don't know why either. All right. You want to watch it? Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. Let's watch it. Let's, it's amazing. Let's, it's the greatest, greatest 99-yard run I've ever seen. Ever, and what's so funny is all the older people on social media are like, and here's the clip of Tony Dorsett. And I'm like, did Tony Dorsett take four souls on his way to the end zone? No. no. And this is the greatest 99-yard no. run. The cool thing about the Cowboys one, though, is they only had 10 people on offense. And they still went for a 99-yard touchdown. Damn. Who was it against? The Minnesota Vikings on Monday Night Football. Oh, so yeah. it had like all the eyes all on it. it. It was prime time. <laughs> All right, here we go. So, seven twenty-five in the second quarter. Yeah, I mean, first thing is Titans watch the right side of the Jaguars' D line just get collapsed. Okay, let's that's watch. the first thing I watch. Tate, like, is that Yannick oh, and wow. Gokway? They're all three yards yeah. back. Tate and then and he goes Brian. out and he takes AJ Bouye in the face and he falls. And then Jacobs comes, the rookie from Wisconsin linebacker. What get was out of the he club. doing? Right, and now Miles Jack should be embarrassed. Why he, is he the one that should be embarrassed? Well, he's too physically freaky to be put on a highlight reel like that. Come on. 
I, why are they all trying to tackle him around the shoulders? Exactly, Lefko. Why did Miles Jack just chop out his legs? This man has the smallest legs? legs ever. I mean, chop his legs out right there. I just thought also, just to go back to the start, the jump over the line right there, and yep. he got to the outside, and then boof, A.J. Bouye. What is A.J. Bouye thinking? I don't know either. Again, go low because you're not going to win the bench press contest against uh, Derrick Henry. Look He's at a him. beast. He is a freak show. You know, Jacksonville... I have a theory about this. It's okay. I'm just going to go into my theory, too. Let me hear here. your theory You first. know, first of all, they're not a team that's God, about that's so size, good. right? They're a team that's built on more speed than anything on the defensive side of the ball. They play with emotion and just ferociousness, and they get out there on the field, and they try to overwhelm you with their, <laughs> you know, with that ferociousness and team speed where they overwhelm teams at times. But when they give their all effort oh. like they did last week against the Colts leading up to the game, I do think it's hard for them to muster up that same type of energy four days later. I mean, I felt like Telvin Smith looked like he lost 10 pounds between Sunday and Thursday. I mean, Telvin Smith, look at him in the middle there. Look at it. He gets blocked. He can't even get off the block. Look, there's Derrick Henry's 20 yards down the field. He's still being blocked. He's still. He got blocked all the way down to the 20, and then somebody threw him down. Man. But, yeah, so, that was that was a, the bullies got bullied. Wait, so what time. was your theory there? My theory is that they're such a they're a smaller team, especially on defense. They're about speed, ferociousness, flying around the field. Right. When you have to play a game like they did on Sunday against the Colts where they had to make the stop every play, had to be all about them, it's hard to get yourself up to that same point mm. four days later and deal with that. Add alone that, yes, you're not a big team. I'm not giving them an excuse. I'm just saying that's what can happen to these type of football teams. My theory is this. Yeah. For the last two, three seasons, the Jaguars have gone on the field and they've been bigger, stronger, faster. And there are certain people that are bigger and stronger and faster than them. Yeah. And there's not a lot of them. And Derrick Henry symbolized that in one play. Sure, right. No one on the Jaguars defense is bigger than Derrick Henry. No one on the Jaguars defense. There are some guys that are faster, but they don't have his size. And he's just mean, man. And so if you're going to constantly go, we're just going to be bigger than you, you're just not going to be bigger than him. No. And I love his stiff little braids in the back. It's like a little tail. But that was one. Of the, it's also a thing where a lot of people have said, man, Derrick Henry's a disappointment. For the rest of his career, you're not allowed to talk crap about Derrick Henry because that's one of the greatest runs I've ever seen. It is. And it's never taken away from him. And how are they not unleashing him successfully every game? Yeah, I know. Well, hey, he's got to learn to run a little harder between the tackles, too, at times and be just a little more aggressive that way. I think that's one aspect of his game or that you misses. you just run him on jet sweeps, apparently, yeah, and get well, him, on the, outside, keep him on the outside. Let him certainly. use that stiff arm. I get that. They Have do you ever been stiff armed? Have I ever been stiff armed? I don't know. I can't recall one of it happening to me, really. Not that I played a whole lot of defense in my career, so I don't remember any bad ones. I just am fascinated with the fact that just putting your arm out can stop another NFL player. Oh, it can do it, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I could. I threw some stiff arms here or there. I mean, it's an effective thing for guys, that, especially like me, who weren't going to outrun anybody or do anything. You had long arms and a little strength. You know, you What's hit somebody key? in the head, you hit somebody in the face. I don't care who they are. It's going to stop but them. But is the key like extending right beforehand? Yeah, you got to holding it out you, there? No, yeah, you got to jab the head. You got to get them to where they're not expecting and all of a sudden it stops their momentum and then they can't know what they're grabbing onto all the way. They're, yeah. just, they're grabbing for anything. Greatest stiff arm you've seen in person? Ooh, greatest stiff arm I've seen in person. I feel like Allstott had a few where I was just like, whoa, that guy just got... 
thrown into the ground, not just to the ground. <laughs> like, he went into the ground. Uh, that, he was pretty awesome. Everybody's got their kryptonite in the NFL, though. Everybody. The Jaguars have the Titans. They do. That's their kryptonite. I mean, you're you're just you're at one point during the year, you're gonna meet that one team where you go, yeah, our record might be better, or we might be better at this, but they match up with you in certain areas to make your team look less than. All right. Well, now we're going to the only three minute game. Ooh. Giants Washington. Ooh. And it's three minutes because we need to have the discussion. I agree with you. Thank you. Saquon Barkley is the best running back in the NFL. Yes. I don't think it's close. No. It's, it's, I think that it's it, Gurley's there. Yeah. Zeke is there. Right. But I think it's Saquon. Yeah. I mean, nobody does more with less on a weekly basis. Like we see. I mean, I know the the long touchdown run, everyone's going to go, oh, what was so special that he ran for 78 yards? First of all, what's the special? Tire defense looked like they were not moving. Exactly. Like guys like Josh Norman and Ha Ha Clinton Dix, who don't have a ball in their hand, never gain ground on the guy that outweighs both of them by 15 to 20 to maybe 30 pounds. It was the fastest run documented this season. Was it? Yeah. I didn't know that. Didn't hit 22 miles an hour, okay. but it was the fastest one documented this season. Wow. According to Next Gen Stats. Yeah, I mean... Our stats are the next generation. He's unreal. He's unreal. But then he had a few other ones where he, yes. like, he like stops and he, like, Cuts jumps. back across the He's field. He's the only running back that I see jump, land, and still not get tackled by that first guy. Mm-hmm. And he's just punching Washington guys in the face, like... 170 with no Odell. He was doing whatever he wanted. Did whatever he wanted. I mean, hey. And he had a catch, a one-handed catch of the game. Did you see it? Down the left sideline. I saw it. Yeah, I know. He's sick. He made the best receiving catch in the game. He's he's overtaken Odell as the prime awesomeness of the New York Giants right now. But if you were the Giants, knowing everything you know now, would you have taken Josh Allen or Saquon? Ooh. Because Baker wasn't available. Yeah. So if you were the Giants now, yeah. and you love Josh Allen, yeah. and you love Saquon. And everything I know is the Giants wanted Josh Allen. That's who they were going to. It was between Josh Allen and Saquon Barkley. And so who would you take now? Um, Man, that is really tough. That's why Oof. I put three minutes on the clock. Gosh. I mean, I, mm, I probably would have gone Josh Allen if I was going to be totally honest with you and try not to be a prisoner of the moment right now. We're talking Saquon and awesomeness. Back at that time? No, yeah. no, no, no. Or even right now. With everything you know now. Don't oh. don't qualify this. Ooh, you're still going to take Josh Allen. Yeah, I probably And you're going to feel guilty about it, but it's okay. It's, yeah, it is. It's a really tough one. Because Saquon is transcendent. Transcendent. He is. He's special. But, but I know what you're thinking. Right. Because I know what I'm thinking. Yeah. And that win yesterday? Yeah. Eli's coming back next oh, year. Oh, he's coming back. And we get to do this whole thing again. One more time. Eli, like, get out of here, bro. Yeah, I know. It is it is what it is, but they're, they're salvaging it enough to where, I mean, and come on, salvage, what, whatever. You talk we about. We told everybody that the second half of the schedule yeah. was light and that Eli was going to look good, and then they're going to get caught up in all this nonsense again. It's And it's then Sanchez decided to help him out. I mean, that was just. Josh Johnson, first pick of the AAFL, getting in there and playing. That was well. just disgusting. It really was. I mean, they should be embarrassed. By oh, by the way, you yeah. know what else was the deal with that field? What? Disgusting. Disgusting. Washington is talk about a, uh, an owner that really doesn't care about anything. Well, I mean, the stadium's not full. I mean, it's just a bad look altogether, right there. And and DC, they need to get the hell out of that. They're in Virginia. They need to get closer to Washington DC again. They're out in the middle of nowhere. All right, uh, 1 o'clock games. Don't have a ton on any of these mm-hmm. because they didn't really matter. 
First one, Falcons-Packers. The one thing I'm going to say, did you hear about Mike McCarthy coming to the team midweek? And he went up there and he thanked everybody. And oh, the, the, yeah. And they gave him a standing ovation and everybody was crying and right. they got closure. I love that. Yeah, that's cool. You, everyone was saying you need to give him the full year. Yeah. I love that they brought him back. But, you know, they, they got a Falcons are a mess and the Packers get the win. Pack, yeah. I mean, it, it would, nothing changed offensively from what I saw. Just so everybody, if everybody's wondering if there was anything different there. No. It was still Rodgers making great throws to guys that were covered. Rodgers scrambling. I mean, he read, led the team in rushing until late in the football game when they were way up ahead. Um, or him throwing balls aggressively down the field that create pass interferences or or something like that. But yeah, the Falcons, you know, yeah, they, they should be ashamed of themselves. I mean, especially their offensive performance and what they did. After the first drive, they did nothing for the rest of the day. Matt Ryan was uninspiring. It was a horrible interception pick six that he yes. threw. And really, did nothing. You want to talk about garbage time stats. I mean... What what were his stats in the fourth quarter? Well, I'm just going to say this. Yeah. I don't think Steve Sarkeesian's coming back next year. I think year. he's in deep trouble. Last five games, 20, 16, 17, 19, 16. Yeah. That's not acceptable with that group. No. No. And, and the thing is, is a lot of teams in the NFL can blame injuries, and I get it. but They're not really one of them. Uh, they lost their whole defense. No, I'm talking about at least their offense. They offensive lost both side. starting guards. Yeah. But my, my thing would be more of, I'm watching a lot of teams in the NFL. That manage. Just because you lost two guys in your offense doesn't mean your yeah. offense should fall apart when you have that kind of talent. Next game, Broncos-Niners. Clock yeah. has started. Kittle, 210 receiving yards in the first half, zero receiving yards in the second half. I mean, half. to me, it looked like Jacksonville Jaguars 49ers from last year. Shanahan found he cracked the code on the run game bootleg combination on the Denver Broncos and he exposed something. I'll have answers for you on the Thursday podcast. But yes, there but was what something stuck out there. That's making you say that? Well there was something there schematically because there was just so many throws where he was wide open. I mean just going across the field off of a boot or the long touchdown pass. He lined up at fullback. They did a play action fake. The linebackers are pointing to him as he's running by like, you got him, I got him, you got him. And then it's a touchdown. So he found something schematically within them. Like the Jets did to the Broncos. Have we talked yes. about that? Remember where I said they were having guys Vance Joseph, cover yeah. the tight end and he also be responsible for the B-gap? I am interested just to see that that point. And of this it. the reason I picked the Niners was because Denver's offense without Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah. They couldn't even get Philip Lindsay going. Yeah, no, they could just couldn't do it. Nope. But the Broncos, I didn't think, were ever going to be a real contender for right. the playoffs. Right. And that really solidified That kind of ended it. That was another game we disagreed on. Yeah, I got that one because right. I picked the Broncos in a close one, right? Yeah, yep. It's unfortunate for unfortunate. you. Unfortunate. Uh, Lions Cardinals one minute game. Uh, I'm going to say that the story for me is that the Lions came out after the game and said we're playing indoors, and the field was disgusting. How is that possible? So much so that Patricia said that practicing outdoors in the snow. Yeah prepared them for playing in Arizona. What was the deal with the field? So I don't even know. It got know. torn up. They tried to bring it outside to dry it off, and it was like a wet mess. Nothing like playing indoors on a crappy field. How is that possible on a field that goes outside and they rolls out there? They probably left it outside or something. I mean, what shit. do they do? It's the desert. So how did it get wet? 
I don't know, man. And if it was raining, why didn't we roll it back in the stadium and close the roof? I don't I'm get... happy I did not spend a lot of time watching this game. I saw Darius Slay got the pick six. Yep. But literally the headline in the Detroit Free Press was, Detroit looks awful and win. And I was like, wow, that sounds <laughs> awful. great. Yeah. Josh got, Rosen did nothing. I got nothing to say either other than I saw the Darius Slay interception. I'm trying to think of any other points of the game that I saw that jumped out to me, and I don't think there really was. Uh, I can promise you I don't think I wasted more than just a few highlights I've here and there. I've got a lot of people that. messaging me that Zach Zenner should be getting carries over LeGarrette Blunt. And uh, welcome to watching LeGarrette Blunt in the second half of a season. That's typically how it goes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, LeGarrette Blunt is not the guy you want carrying the ball throughout the game. No. He's going to leave yards on the field. You want him in there in just a certain power, certain you know situations. That's that's when he's at his best. And the final one-minute game of the week, Bengals-Chargers. How dare you give only one minute to the second-best record in the AFC? They look like shit. shit. Like shit. Everyone that's going on TV right now and talking about how the Chargers are the second-best team, you guys are out of your mind. If they don't get Melvin Gordon back soon, this offense is a mess. 26 points against the Bengals. This is the Chargers. Big slash and play from Keenan Allen. Big slash and play. Get to the red zone. Crap, crap, crap field goal. It's every drive. Yeah. no. Believe me, as someone that's bet on them a bunch, Yeah. They're not doing anything. Yeah, no, it was. It certainly. I mean, I'll say this much. To me, this would be the game that I. I. I know I didn't bet much here because I was expecting a little letdown from the Chargers. I was just from the simple fact their defense is not great. Their defense is not great. Jeff Driscoll looked pretty good. No, and Joe Mixon ran the ball all over them anywhere he wanted. Right. You right know, I'm going to put one more minute on the clock. I underestimated this. Yeah. One. Well, and and you know we've talked about it over the last few weeks. So the Chargers they lack big people. I mean, they really only play like one linebacker sometimes. It's three safeties and one linebacker in the yep. game. So Dak got exposed. Um, yes, and you know the Bengals' defense just personnel-wise, because they got the three corners on the outside, that at least gave them a fighting chance to slow down you know, the Chargers' attack. But again, human emotions, okay? They came off a gigantic win sure. against the Steelers. And it's sandwiched in between the biggest game of the year for them in four days. I don't know. So it happens. It's, I don't you, feel you know, it. I, I mean, I feel you. There's things to be concerned about, but I'm not going to sit here and go, oh, my gosh, they suck. They're 10-3, and three, but they suck. And that was one bad performance against the Bengals. I'm not ready to do that. Will the Chargers beat the Patriots? Yeah. I'm asking you. Will the Chargers if beat the Patriots? We're in the playoffs, so the Chargers can beat the Patriots. I mean, if you're making me pick that, I would say no. I would probably take the Patriots, but I don't think it's like a for, like I'm not going to sit here and go, oh yeah, I'm willing to bet thousands. Like, do you, like, do you think the Chargers could stop the Ravens' rushing attack? Um, no, they would have a hard time. Thursday is going to be awesome. Yeah, I could talk all this shit, and then Thursday the Chargers. Upset but the thing, the, Chiefs. the thing about the Ravens' rushing attack, where like the Chargers would match up better with that, is the Chargers are decent on the cover on the outside, so they could put all their eggs into stopping the run. They have a few good drives, and then all of a sudden they move the ball. I don't know why I'm ball. so negative about the Chargers. Probably because I lost a bet. Yeah. So you're all about bet. You're the betting guy now. Uh, just to update that AFC right now for the sixth seed, Baltimore, Indy, Miami, and Tennessee are all seven and six. Baltimore holds the edge. They play Tampa at the Chargers home against Cleveland. If they are to stumble, Week 17 Sunday Night Football, Indy at Tennessee mm. could be epic. Yeah, could be good. I want to. I know this in the AFC. 
I like the six teams that are in right now. That's I do the too. Six teams that Those I want to see. Six teams I want with Baltimore. But if six. Baltimore doesn't make it, I want it to be the Colts. I agree. I do. I mean, yeah, I'm not interested in Tennessee. Yeah, and I'm not interested in Miami. I mean, Houston. If they're the three seed and they got to go, damn, we got to play the Colts oh, coming down here in the playoff game. So good. They're not going to be happy about that. That's for sure. And the, imagine if Pittsburgh gets the Chargers again at home. That would be hilarious too. It was a great day for my season-long bets that I made in Atlantic City. I have Baltimore over eight and a half wins. I still feel good about them getting there. Yep. I had Miami over seven, which you get a win over the Patriots. Campbell, I have a chance to hit that. Yeah. And then Buffalo under six. Ooh, Buffalo under six? Yeah. Wait, they have to go under six. Under six wins. Ooh, and what's their what's their remaining schedule? I don't know. That saved you yesterday, though. That That's was what big. I'm saying. I that bet for them, and I really should be betting against them from now on. Uh, the Buffalo Bills the rest of the season. They got the Pats again, right? And the Dolphins, too. And the Lions. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, In terms of awful fields, Miami, New England, awful field. Yeah. Raiders, Steelers, clearly awful field with the the field goal kickers sliding. New Orleans, Tampa, Giants, Washington, Detroit, Arizona. Dude, it was embarrassing. I know. Embarrassing. I don't don't know what else to say. We don't have to. I just want to point attention to it. And then the refs screw ups. I mentioned the ones in the Chiefs, the no call for Willie Sneed, the phantom call against Crabtree, Eagles, the opening kickoff, the Goddard offensive pass interference. Cowboy fans were upset about that roughing the passer call that a lot of people deemed as a makeup call for the Goddard OPI. Packers, Falcons. Joe Philbin challenges those two catches by Julio Jones in the beginning. Neither of them were overturned, and I'm telling you, both of them should have been overturned. Yeah, and I mean the first one certainly looked close. like it. Yeah, it was not a catch at all. And then Bears Rams, the fake punt spot, egregiously bad. They had to challenge that. Yep, they got the it Allen right. Robinson touchdown. The guy is standing there. Allen Robinson clearly steps out of bounds. Checks for another guy, touchdown. Right. I just saw a lot of traditional media folks. Yeah. The Mike Wilbons, the Colin Cowherd saying, worst game of referees, they miss Dean Blandino. And I don't know. It's just, I always go, if all those guys are commenting, then I don't think it's exactly Everybody in the NFL knows they're missing Dean Blandino. I mean, everybody. Really? The people around the NFL laugh at the NFL that. They they wouldn't want to save what a few hundred thousand dollars and not let Dean. I mean that's all it was. Fox outbid them, the NFL for the referee guy. I mean that's what happened. That's the what NFL, happened. That's all it is. I thought Dean was just like it's time for me to move to media. They made him a good. A more... They made him a good offer. If if NFL came back and matched that, they I think he'd still be there. How but do they I let not... him out the door? Because my thing is I never want to be the reactionary fan. Right. And go, man, these refs are worse than normal because there's always calls. But does it really feel worse than normal to you? Yeah, there's been a few times this year that I've certainly felt like, damn, yeah, they've missed a few here and there. I mean, there was more than just the false start touchdown last week. You know what another game there was a false start in last week when I watched film? I forgot to tell you this. Your Carson Wentz touchdown to Golden Tate in the end zone in the Monday night game. Yes, against Washington. That was a false start. Jason the right, Peters. It Jason, was a right tackle. I think. I think it was Lane Johnson. I think it was Lane. Yeah. He false started. I was it was the say, same thing. I have a theory that Jason Peters false starts every play, and they just don't ever call it. Yeah, he makes it close. He's, He's just, trying to get that veteran jump. Um, all right, so we've already previewed Minnesota, Seattle, and then again that's happening last night because this comes out Tuesday. Uh, you went with who? 
I went with Seattle. Me too. Like 27-20, something like that. I don't remember exactly who I picked. I mean, I'm not going to pick Minnesota in one of these games until no. I see that they have some sort of a run game. Like when you're this, when you're that one-sided all the time against yeah. a team like Seattle, I just have a hard time thinking you're just going to sit there and throw the ball. All the, Wednesday, all game. you're going to do a deep dive, and then we're going to preview arguably the best Thursday night football game of the year. Yeah. Kansas City Chiefs, Los Angeles Chargers right. should be good. You don't think the Chargers are good, so it's not that great of a matchup. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to really regret that. <laughs> If Tyree Kill doesn't play, oh man, that's going to be pretty shitty, right? I mean, if gosh, that, it could get real interesting if the Chargers somehow pulled pulled this off. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is my fantasy playoffs killer. So hopefully, you're listening to this and Kyle Rudolph caught no passes last night. Odell Rogers needs it. We appreciate you guys for Sims. Peace out, homies. Hendrick says. Good evening. And the L-E-F-K-O-E Man. says, holla, 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 holla. Every single game, 631, feeling good. Pizza homies. 631.